it's terrifying, but it's worth it. I think we talked about that, like, almost when we first met. Yeah. I think we talked about the fact, because you said something about it being terrifying, and I said, well, if it doesn't scare you, you're probably not doing the right thing. Exactly. And I think that's important for a lot of people to understand, Mm -hmm. even if something seems odd or new or scary. Yep. Like, just do it. Yeah. It's like, what's the point in doing something if you're not going to do it to your fullest ability? Or, you know, why why remain in your comfort zones? Mm -hmm. You don't grow, you don't learn when you're comfortable. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I'm really excited about this conversation with a good friend of mine and actually neighbor just down the hall, uh, owns her own business. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of the details of why she started her business, uh, what she loves about it, and some other things that kind of make her tick and make her uh, get really fired up and passionate about certain things. Uh, so enjoy this conversation. This has been a really good one. I hope you guys are having an incredible week. We'll see you soon. I'm Kehlani Jorgensen. All right, Kehlani. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Yeah. Going to chat about a few things. Uh, so tell me a little about yourself. Let's kind of start from the top. Um, what's your story? What do you do currently? And uh, then we'll dive into some topics from there. All right. Well, my story, there's a lot to it. So we'll just start with, I own Crosshairs Salon in town. Um, I specialize in men's haircuts, fades, and beards. Um, it's been about a year now that I've owned my company, and it's definitely been quite the learning experience. Um I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. It's definitely been a lot of fun. So what did you do before Crosshairs? I worked at another men's salon here in town. Okay. Um, I was there for about three years and learned after some time that I wasn't really moving up in the company, which is fine. That's totally fine. Um, But it got to that point that, you know, I figured that there's got to be more to to my story, to my career, to anything that I could do. So branched out and now here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Delivering the best fades in Sioux Falls. (laughs) I mean, I try, you know, we're taking over Sioux Falls one haircut at a time. Yeah. Well, that being said, shameless plug for your business. If you guys haven't (laughs) gone to, heard of, or at least visited online, Crosshair Salon, um, do it. It's pretty great. Not a request. Yep. Not by a sale. You need to do it. So... So you've been in business for <clears throat> about a year, mm-hmm. and you wanted something more. You're mm-hmm. passionate about hair. Yep. So what's your favorite part about owning a business? I definitely think my favorite part is just being able to, you know, be my own boss, to mm-hmm. make my own schedule, to, you know, have the hardships of learning about my limits mm-hmm. and learning about how you know, a business runs. There are so many different aspects that they don't teach you about in school that you have to learn, you know, like, oh, here you need to get this license or you need to do your taxes or you need to do your own laundry. That's been great. Or learning how to sweep (laughs) up your hair again because you get spoiled when you're at a different salon and have somebody do that for you. There's been a lot of little pieces that it's been pretty great. But I also think that one of my favorite parts was when I first started everything of all of the people that told me, you know, you, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to be successful because you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have so much else going on that you don't have time to sacrifice, to put into owning your own company. Yeah. But I think that was one of my favorite things because then I was able to take a step back and look at them and say, you know what? Well, watch me. 
I'm gonna slap them up a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um. So like this whole podcast and thing we're trying to do here, we're trying to talk to. Well, we're just trying to talk to cool people that have a lot of things going on or something to say. So if you think about kind of our and I use our YPN community a lot as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of information out there for like entrepreneurs. There's a lot yeah. of information out there for um, people that want to you know, hustle and grind and do, and do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, there's a lot of folks out there that are working a job and they've either considered starting their own business or they've considered starting their, you know, to, to actually get paid for their passion or their side hustle. Sure. Um, what's like one thing, maybe two or three that you've learned about being in business? Like, so let's say, let's go back. It's almost been a year. Exactly. So back one year ago, you're knocking down walls, you're painting the studio. Yeah. If you could pop back in time and tell yourself just a few things, what would it be? First, to calm down. Okay. Um, you know, it's there's so many different little pieces of being in construction, you know, of being like, hey guys, you know, how's my drywall coming? I've mm. got floors coming and I need to be painted by then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, obviously, business, you deal in time, you deal in money, so time is money. And taking you know, longer to get things done isn't fun, but to take a step back and just be in the moment, mm-hmm. I think would be a good thing to go back and redo, I guess. Would you, would you equate that to being patient? Yep. Like, would you say patience? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a, that's a, a thing that I need to work on a little bit more. I think that's, that's the thing we all need to work on mm-hmm. is a little bit, just the perspective of, um, Absolutely. And I talk, this comes up surprisingly a lot. I don't want to be redundant for those of you that listen a lot, but we talked about it like two episodes ago, like this whole concept of like, I call it macro patience, micro speed, Mm -hmm. which sounds like it doesn't mean anything. People are like, what does that even mean? So basically it means like patience in the big picture, patience in the long term, over the thing that you want the most, Mm -hmm. but keeping your hands and your feet moving consistently and persistently because, you know, if you're, if you have a project and you're taking a building from not built out to build the suit or you're waiting on something to come through for your business um, that's going to get you there long term having patience that that will eventually come to fruition but also staying active like doing them so many people get it backwards mm-hmm. where they want the they want the end result now yep. they want the summit now yep. and they but they haven't consistently and persistently for long enough done the little things to get in there so Absolutely. interesting concept I like talking about that yeah well you know we live in a a world where you just click a button and you're used to having it delivered right to your door. So putting the work in, it's not a concept that's usually taught mm-hmm. now to kids to be mm-hmm. able to, you know, have that patience of, yeah, well, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it's very true, you know? It wasn't. Um, and I had a really good conversation with Bonnie about this. I forget if we record. We record almost everything we, we talk about when we're out and about. And so yeah. I don't know if it record, got recorded or not. But we were talking about um, comfort and discomfort mm-hmm. and like how the pursuit of comfort for comfort's sake often leaves people really uncomfortable. Sure. <laughs> but the embracing and acceptance of uncom- being uncomfortable, of discomfort to grow, to be yeah. better, to do the, do whatever it is. Absolutely. Um puts you eventually in a spot where like one your your capacity's been stretched, you're stronger, you're better. Yep. But you also get comfortable in 
discomfort exactly. and it, it leads to just a lot of perspective and like I think satisfaction that people who pursue comfort um, whether that be like at a deeper level or even just a shallow level I think I think when they pursue those things they miss mm-hmm. they miss the mark yeah um, that's good that's good info so I know we want so I want to talk a couple things I want to talk about your business I want to kind of hear how that's gone for you um, and you're how old now I'm 25. So you're 25. <laughs> I have to think about that. I just turned 25 not that and long ago. You own your own business. Yeah. Um, it's terrifying, but it's worth it. I think we talked about that like almost when we first met. Yeah. I think we talked about the fact, because you said something about it being terrifying, and I said, well, if it doesn't scare you, you're probably not doing the right thing. Exactly. And I think that's important for a lot of people to understand, mm-hmm. even if something seems odd or new or scary. Yep. Like, just do it. Yeah. It's like, what's the point in doing something if you're not going to do it to your fullest ability? Yeah. Or, you know, why why remain in your comfort zones? Mm-hmm. You don't grow, you don't learn when you're comfortable. Yeah. No, it's true. Speaking of that, speaking of pursuing things, mm-hmm. when you're not cutting hair, when you're not giving sick fades, <laughs> um, what are you passionate about? What kind of stuff fires you up? Well... Other than my clients, I mean, you know, getting to talk with them throughout the day, day to day, I learn a lot through everybody, um, get to hear a lot of stories. Things don't really phase me anymore. Things that people tell you in your chair, it's, it's interesting at times. It's kind of like just being in a, like a constant TMI state almost. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you never know. You really never know what you're going to get. But it kind of carries over then, too. Um, I'm a youth leader in our church. And so being able to work with kids, um, I work with grades 6 through 12. Okay. And that middle and high school age is a fun time. It's definitely, there's a lot of challenges that go into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, having that patience of working with children, it definitely gets to be a lot too. Um, we just went on a mission trip to Kansas City about a month ago now. And we specifically brought 23 kids from our church, um, but we brought them to a convention where there was about 4,000. And so being one of you know five from Sioux Falls that were adult figures in these kids' lives, um, it definitely kind of puts a little bit of pressure on you knowing that you are kind of that big sister figure, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm considered an adult, but at the same time, like so many of the kids were going around asking, Hey, what grade are you going into? (laughs) You know, and when you hear that, you know, it's a nice ego boost too, of being like, Oh, well, you're now my new favorite. Thank you for thinking of me that way. But it's a lot of fun. It's definitely, you never know what you're going to get in a kid's situation either. Yeah. I mean, I was not, when I think of like high school and middle school and high school kids, mm-hmm. I think of myself. Yeah. And I would want nothing to do with my high school self today. I loved I, high school. I high school was great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was that kid. That You're like, like in the 1% of people though yeah, that probably. I think loved high school. Probably. I was. I could float from group to group. You know, I was involved in music. I was involved in athletics. I was involved in arts, not necessarily like science and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know. Lincoln was pretty great. Shout out to the class of 12. Hey okay. Guys. <laughs> Any of you are listening out there. We made it. Yeah. yeah. Drop us a comment. Right. <laughs> um, class of 12. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, and high school was high school was not the same for me. Mm. Um, I graduated. I graduated a little bit early. I was a class of uh, 09. and I could not wait to get out. Yeah, I had a foot out the door when I was. 16, 17, and mm-hmm. could not wait to get out. That's so why I moved yep. three quarters of the way across the country. Yeah. Um, but it's not a bad experience. I think kids in high school need that. They need those positive role models. Um, and those positive role models that are consistent. And I think that they're genuinely just like understanding that they're kids, understanding that they have things they want to go through. Yeah. Or things they need to go through, excuse yeah. me, um, in order to get there. So that's cool. Um, so kids... What else do you do? You're involved in youth stuff. You really enjoy connecting with people. Um, you sing, apparently. I do. It's a lot of fun. Um, Is there anything you don't do? I can't juggle. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, well, that was going to be the next question. Right? So yep. Beat you to it. Interview over. Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm, I, I like to go to the gym a lot. Um mm-hmm. Being able to take a lot of those frustrations throughout the day that you get from working with kids through owning a company, through just being around people kind of almost 24-7, to be able to go to the gym and just kind of take that out Mm -hmm. on something that's heavy, you know, be one of those stereotypical beefcakes that you, you know, I pick things up and I put them down, whatever. Um, That's a lot of fun to be able to just go and do something that's kind of a mindless activity. Yeah. I mean, so like everyone needs their kind of their own form of catharsis, Yeah, I think. And I, for a long time was in that same boat where I didn't realize it at the time. I'm getting back, I'm getting back and back more into the gym lately, which has mm-hmm. been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to like establish a consistent basis. Like you are going every yep. day regardless. Yep. Um, that's the thing I think I personally, a lot of people struggle with is when you stop doing something for a while. It's hard to get back. And you fall off. You're like, well, I'll yeah. never be able to get back Gosh, to you. I'm, I'm dying to get back into the gym. Yeah. How, how are you doing with this, um, So for those of you that don't know, four months ago, <laughs> I had an incident and I fell down the stairs and I broke my foot twice. And um, so not being able to be in the gym for four months has been very, very difficult when you're used to going seven days a week. Um, but you learn different aspects of health of learning how to you know say no to things that might overexert you so that you can take that time to clear up your mental space or what type of foods you can eat that aren't going to make you you know blimp up we all want to live off of carbs and chocolate and caffeine but realistically that's not necessarily the best thing for you you probably should have told me that like four years ago yeah same that's probably one thing else i would tell myself back then (laughs) lay off the caffeine but i don't know it's been it's we're 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 still going um yeah they told me to expect another two and a half to three months um it's probably one of the hardest parts about owning my company is that Mm -hmm. if i'm not cutting i'm obviously not making anything yeah so i'm on my foot all the time and it's not healing but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that, that saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, for the most part, for the most part, you know, so being able to be on my robot pirate leg kind of helps. Does that help? A little bit. Okay. It's not a distance thing, but just standing behind my chair. It's pretty great. I have a peg leg. Yeah. So if you guys see 
a young lady walking around Sioux Falls yeah. with a bedazzled robo leg. Yeah. Um, I basically her, have a leg and a half. It's yeah, pretty great. Give her a shout out. Yeah. you <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> let me come get a fade. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. Um, really excited about this direction. Really excited to do more episodes like this. Uh, if you're a young professional, if you're a business owner, if you're just somebody that, that knows who we are, or maybe you don't, but you want to sit down and have a conversation. Maybe you're really passionate about something and you have something that you want to share. Let us know. Drop us a line. Let us know if you want to be on an episode. we got a couple of these coming up. Um, so I hope you guys give us your feedback. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. A couple of quick housekeeping things. If you haven't heard by now, which I'm sure you have, if you follow us on any sort of platform, but CultureCon 2019 is now live, meaning you can buy tickets, individual seats, you can buy entire tables, which seats seven. This is a perfect opportunity for those of you that have a team, small teams or a leadership team, or a group of friends and coworkers that want to attend CultureCon 2019. Uh, we'll have some recap videos dropping on most of our channels, so look for that on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Otherwise, um, just stay in touch with us, stay connected. Those tickets are going to be on sale until uh, the first part of October, and then they will go up in price, or depending on where we're at, we will stop selling. So hopefully you guys get seats soon. The second thing is our August coaching bootcamp. If any of you guys are interested in skills, please, please, please take a look at this. Just kind of check it out. Uh, consider if it's something that you would want to be interested in. If you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Otherwise, continue listening to this conversation. I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. More great conversations conversations to come. We'll see you all soon. So there's something super interesting about you that I think we haven't talked about yet, okay. but it's your pageant history. Yep. So this is always something that like fascinates me yeah. is the pageant world. And we've yeah. talked a little bit about it, but I think there's, I think it'd probably be interesting just to hear your perspective mm -hmm. of one, what have you done? And then two, what's, how has it shaped who you are? How has it influenced your life? How has it been influential for you and what would you tell other people about either doing something that's one difficult or really special given that experience okay so we're taking it way back oh, yeah. um my junior year of high school was the first year that i ever competed um i actually got a thing in the mail that said you could be the next miss teen usa okay. so i decided you know well why not I mean growing up my grandpa always used to call me his little miss america mm -hmm. so it was really cute um, but it got to that point that, you know, it's, you just say, why not? So I applied and all I wanted to do that year was to make the top 15. That was it. You mm -hmm. get a pretty decent scholarship to Lindenwood University down in Missouri, um, just for making the top 15. So top 15 comes and I think I was the last person called and then they go down to the top five and I was the last person called. And then it got to the bottom two, and mm -hmm. it was myself and Lexi Shank. Okay. And she ended up winning that year, and I remember being really upset. But looking back on it, not winning that year was probably the best thing that ever happened. Mm -hmm. um, just because you don't really realize what all goes into being a title holder if yeah. you're, you know, not in the world. So I came back the next year, and... I actually won the competition. Yeah. So I was South Dakota Teen USA 2012, and I got to go to nationals that summer in the Bahamas. Um, I didn't place, but, you know, being top 51 teens in the country, mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite statistics is that you are more likely to have a son play in the Super Bowl than you are to have a daughter compete at Miss USA or Miss Teen USA. Oh. Isn't that cool? So who's the real goat? Right? Yeah, no kidding. Move over, Tom. <laughs> 
but it's been a lot of fun. So now I took probably four, four or five years off. Um, and now I've been trying to get back into the world of being one of the top dogs and competing for the Miss title. Okay. So will you compete again? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I'm getting towards the end of the age bracket. Mm. Um, that's kind of been a harsh reality too of being, you know, 25 is not old, but when you're competing against girls that are 18, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, so hopefully tentatively how my foot heals up, I want to be on that stage this year, but Mm -hmm. you know, I guess only time will tell. Um, so what has it taught you? What have you... What have you learned through all of it? Because there's a couple follow-up questions I have. Yeah, so I definitely learned that, you know, specifically from walking on stage in a swimsuit. Yeah. You know, that's that's challenging. Yeah. Um, I remember taking that and applying it towards, like, my speech classes in school mm-hmm. and learning that, you know, if I can walk across stage in a bikini in front of say at nationals, thousands of people, mm-hmm. I can stand in front of a classroom of 10 people and give a speech mm-hmm. and not worry about it at yeah. all. Um, it's taught me that, you know, pageant community and pageant family, they become some of your best friends. Mm-hmm. Two of my best friends I met through this competition system, and now I get to help one of them marry the man of her dreams next year or Sweet. three years or whenever. They haven't really told me, but, you know, it's... It's been a lot of fun being able to just be in that world, yeah. the self-confidence and the, the pride that you take in it. Yeah. I've been saying this lately and it's been really, really apparent for just me in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. but if I can do X or like I can do this, mm-hmm. I can, can do, do anything, anything, yep. like whatever it is. Absolutely. So if I can, if I can do this really difficult thing and as I, I can't even imagine like, so if you guys ever bump into me at a YPN event. It's not always super apparent that um, I used to and still occasionally have like a very deeply rooted social anxiety. Sure. It's not all the time. We all do. We've gotten very good at being in spaces with people, but it's been something I've had to grow into. Yeah. But, you know, I can't imagine being, you know, having to walk into a networking event or walk into a space. um, Where you're literally being judged. Literally. And so that's the hard thing. Like just mentally, from like a mental health perspective. Yep. It's so difficult to, one, like... You're so young, you're walking across stage yeah. in a bikini and all these outfits, yeah. but it's not like you're just at the beach and people are just seeing you. It right. is literally... You're wearing six-inch heels and you're on stage and you have all the lights and the cameras. And I think that was one of the things that, you know, as my friends have gone off to do different pageant systems, um, there's the main Miss USA, Miss America, those types. And then you have other pageants you've got miss united states you've got international there's hundreds of them yeah but helping my friends go through the process of learning that you know a lot of the times it's kind of like a casting call Mm. that you learn to be proud of who you are yeah you know some years they might want a blonde some years they might want a redhead um a lot of the times you get I think it's two minutes and 30 seconds with three of the judges and then two minutes and 30 seconds with the other three. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So, I mean, you can be whoever you want to be in those, that five minutes. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, the judges, they don't know you. So you have to get across who you are, Mm -hmm. but you have to remember who you are too. 
and that, you know, as in, it's not fun when you don't win, Mm -hmm. you know, walking away after the year of hard work Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I have this trophy, but I don't have a crown. Um, It's hard, but to be able to go in and say, this is who I am, I have grown significantly this year. I have done so much work for myself. Um, it's, it's, it's a different experience. Yeah. It's totally worth it. I think that everyone should compete at least once in their life, uh, just to get an appreciation for, you know, who you are. Well, I think it's interesting that you, you say that and, uh, I won't be competing in beauty pageants any, <laughs> anytime soon. Mr. South Dakota. Uh, unfortunately I've aged out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just think it's interesting you talk about, like, given such a short amount of time, I, I would imagine that coming across more confident in yourself, like, that has to take you farther than just, did I dial in my physique? Did yep. I dial in the hair and makeup? Have yep. I been working on my nutrition? You know, I, I would imagine, and I think that's kind of maybe like a takeaway for a lot of people, is the fact that being, I don't know, unabashedly who you are in yep. the sense of, I'm confident in who I am. I know exactly who I am and communicating that while you're on stage or communicating that while you're talking to somebody goes a long way. Yeah. Like that. The Miss USA slogan is confidently beautiful. Yeah. And so, you know, beauty standards in today's society don't necessarily have a box that they, you know, they can put you in. So being able to be uniquely yourself, it's definitely, it's more praised today than it was you know seven eight years ago when I first started competing Mm -hmm. um yeah that's interesting because I was gonna bring that up is like beauty standards yep in the pageant world it's it's intense it's interesting yeah because it almost and it seems like there's there's this whole body positivity Mm -hmm. there's uh, female empowerment and some of these other things that are more along the lines of like feminism um, which are really opening the door for people to confidently accept who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does that go, does the, how does the pageant world balance that? So there have been systems in the past that have gotten rid of swimwear competition. Mm-hmm. So like now in the teen division for Miss USA, they compete in activewear. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I did it, it was swimwear. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, They've done things like that so that it's more about positivity and yeah. being athletically fit instead mm-hmm. of being a twig. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they'll get rid of competitions because they think that it's degrading to women or whatever, but I actually disagree. Um, you know, I don't want to say that people compete in these competitions just specifically for this aspect mm-hmm. because that's not true. But there's definitely something empowering in being able to say, you know, here I am. This is me. Uh, This is, you know, I've put in all of these hours of work so that I can be in this specific moment. Um, Yeah, it's interesting to think about how times have changed. Um, Well, even in such a short amount of time. So you're 25 and six, seven years ago you did that. Yep. Um, And just like, yeah, the shift that has happened. Yeah. In that amount of time. I don't think it's bad either. Um, I don't think it's bad. I think it's a good thing. I think it's interesting just the di- the dichotomy between these two things and how if you're out on the outside looking in, it feels one way. But if you're, you know what I mean, experiencing it, being in part of that, being in part of that world, because it is very much a closed 
group. It is a, it's a small group. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's interesting to kind of like push yourself beyond what you're comfortable with and like kind of taking these steps to compete, uh, compete with yourself yeah. really is super interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm out of questions to be honest. Cool. This has been a good conversation. <laughs> um, I think there's some cool takeaways and just kind of to recap, like being a young professional, what's, what's next? What do you want the next chapter to be? You're 25. You're not even in like, and I say this being like three and a half years old, <laughs> but like, you're not even in the next quarter. Yeah. You're still in quarter one. Yeah. It's intense. You know, I've kind of gotten to that point that I don't, I don't know if I could take a step back and work for somebody that's not myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Just because it's been... Don't I know it. (laughs) It's been a challenge. But, you know, I think that's what makes it all worth it of being able to know that if it doesn't work out, it's on me and it's not on somebody else. Yeah. Um, But that's scary. It is. It's terrifying. That's where the big terrifying pieces come in. You know, like you'll have slower weeks where you might have six or seven haircuts Mm -hmm. and then you'll have your super busy weeks where you might have... 14 to 17 a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully in the next few years, I'm going to be getting my barber's license um, so that I can do the straight edge shaves, things like that. And then I want to start branching out more. I want to start maybe employing people and opening up another barbershop in town. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. the, the, The world, the possibilities are kind of endless at this moment. That's the cool thing. Like, so that's the cool thing about anybody that's got any sort of marketable skill or just any sort of ambition. Like, that's really all it takes is if you're ambitious about something or passionate about something, um, you can do it. Like, there's not really a middleman stopping you anymore. Absolutely. Uh, Having that positive mind space of, you know, like, this is me. This is how it is. This is, I'm going to fake it till I make it mm -hmm. or we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Well, cool. Um, shameless plugs for you. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug or advertise? I mean, other than myself? Yeah. <laughs> so you can book me on crosshairs.glossgenius.com. Otherwise, I have an Instagram page, which is, I don't even know what it is. I think it's Sioux Falls Crosshairs or Crosshairs Sioux Falls, one of the two. We'll I've got a, a Facebook page. I don't know. I'm sure you can put it in the comments we'll or... put a link down below <laughs> however people uh, will say that crosshair sioux falls so at go. crosshair sioux falls it's on instagram thing. yeah i am super glad you started doing instagram yeah because I... when i met you i wasn't doing you that you weren't doing instagram and yeah. here's a quick note for any of you guys that are trying to run your own business get on social if you're not creating content for instagram depending on what type of service you run facebook linkedin youtube some of these other things LinkedIn's um you have to you have to be out there and doing it. Absolutely. So, thanks, Kaylani, for stopping by. Thanks for having me. We will see you guys soon, and uh, I'll probably pop in after this right now to have a little message with some announcements and updates for you guys. See ya. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the episode. Uh, this was a really good, fun conversation. Um, we're going to have a lot more of these. we got a few of you guys from the community, from YPN and from just Sioux Falls in general, that are going to be coming on the, uh, the podcast here in the next few weeks. So look for more of these episodes. A uh, couple of quick things, though, before I sign off. Uh, check out, if you're a dude or if you're a young lady and you enjoy a good haircut and you're looking for um, 
a salon that really provides an experience like no other uh, and somebody who's got a crazy attention to detail and ridiculous passion for what she does, please, please, please check out Kehlani's Salon. It is in the 8th and Railroad building just down the hall from our office. It is called Crosshair Salon on Instagram, Crosshair Sioux Falls. Uh, you can also find her at crosshairs.glossgenius.com where you can book services online. So go check her out. Give her some support. Uh, let us know what you think. Follow the podcast. Give it a rating. Tell a friend. I would really appreciate some feedback. I'd really appreciate some more people exposed to this and listening to it. I hope you guys all have a phenomenal rest of the day and a phenomenal week. Take care.